Welcome back to One Shot, One Quill. Uh, and hey, cuties, I just want to say, you listener, you're my Valentine today. That one goes out to you. This whole episode goes out to you. It's a Valentine's yeah. Day special, but, Ben. Spencer, I I mean, I don't know how to tell you this, but even if we had released this on the correct day. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll come out on the 15th, but Spencer, what's... we're recording this on the 15th. I need one second. Oh. I'm very late. Oh, yeah, I can tell. Actually, no, I've checked all of my 30 unread texts and um, no, turns out I'm not late for anything anymore. Um, Welcome back to The Bachelor's One Shot, One Quill. I'm Spencer. That over there is Ben. I'm um, I'm just embarrassed, frankly. I'm confused more than anything. Can't believe I blacked out for an entire 24 hours. Oh, is is that what happened? <laughs> You've been just very calm, casual about it. I was busy. I could see that. One shot, one quill, Ben. What is it? What does uh, it do? One shot, one quill, Spencer. If you didn't know, um, as we've established, these intros are for you. Uh, is a show in which we, you and I, take uh, listener-suggested premises and items. Then we roll some dice to decide which ones we're going to do. Then we mission mash them together into a TTRPG one shot. Okay. I think I can do that. Mm-hmm. I could probably do that today. But to get started, I would need one out of three premises. Yeah, well, guess what? It's a three. A minotaur approaches the party for help in creating a slave rebellion in an orc village that practices slavery. That's good. Otherwise, the slave rebellion would have had a (laughs) very different context. The minotaur further explains that he used to be enslaved at this village, but due to a mysterious bolt of arcane energy, he has gained sorcerer abilities and will help the party by fighting alongside them. All right. Comes from Andy. Thank you, Andy. You have a Minotaur DMPC to accompany. Ex-slave. And you're about to go lead a Orc Village Slave Rebellion. What yeah. items do we have to complement this premise? Out of 100. Um, we've got whatever a 36 is. Giant's Ochre. Anything painted with this pigment will double in size. Ochre. Washes off easily with water or sweat. If you paint it yourself, it'll wash off after 1d6 rounds of sweaty combat. Now, I don't know if that's implying that all combat is sweaty, or if the combat is particularly sweaty, you've got 1d6 rounds. Well, we should... Not all combat is sweaty. Because, I mean, some combat takes place in... uh, I was going to say the forest, which I meant the frozen Famously, tundra. nobody sweats in the forest. Nobody sweats in a forest. That's one of the big things. I'm pretty sure you can get sweaty if you're doing rigorous physical activity in the frozen tundra. Not if you're naked. I Because you'd mm, freeze. You got me there. If you're doing nude combat in the frozen tundra, you won't have time to sweat. You'll die. Yeah. So... <laughs> So fuck me, I guess. Giant's ochre. Anything we paint with this will double in size. That's pretty damn straightforward. If we're going in a uh, slave rebellion, we're going to go mm. make people big. You know, that could be used to to break someone's shackles, I feel. You know, if there's like an enslaved ogre, you've now got a humongous creature that is unshackled and his rage knows no bounds. Can you flip me a coin? Sure. Just call it heads or tails. Uh, I... Hails. Mimic plate mail. A standard looking piece of plate mail that is, in fact, a mimic. 
Thank you, Andy. Oh, well, that one's just kind of sad. I mean, is is it? If a slave yeah. ends up wearing it? Oh, well, maybe not in that case. Yeah, right? But what if what if Jim the Barbarian's like, hey, maybe I want to try some plate mail on for size? That depends. Does Jim the Barbarian have any problematic fascist uh, or, or slave-holding views? No, he actually... Again, I will say that's great. He volunteers at the local children's shelter. Well, of course it's a tragedy then. <laughs> of course and, it is. And he puts it on. He's like, I never wear plate mail, but this one's just so stylish. Uh, and then he's like, oof, ouchie, my torso. And then he's just a bunch of arms and a head. And I like this. I like this. Uh, we we have a set of plate mail that's just going to be like cast aside in a treasure room, perhaps, and like players attempted to go check that out, and it's just uh, no, it's a mimic. It's a mimic that's going to you know get up and fight you. Or no, I I think that that in that case it's got to be like because <laughs> what if it's uh, you you find this treasure room with this plate mail. But also there's two legs, two, uh, a skeleton with two legs, two arms and a head, but no torso. <laughs> it's just the chest piece. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. That, that's um, how they can figure it out if they think about it. Because famously, the thing with mimics is that people always think that there are mimics when there are no mimics around. But if there's a situation where you've laid the clues for their being mimics players will just skirt right by them mm -hmm. yeah so this way you can really stick it to them mm. they've they've earned being chomped on yeah be like hey maybe you should have checked the skeleton that had no torso two thoughts here first the idea of the pigment that when you paint it onto them they they grow stronger and bigger um does feel like i don't know how familiar you are with warhammer orcs where anything that they think pretty much becomes reality, but they're too mm. dumb to use that to their head. So they'll paint flames onto their cars and it makes them go faster. I, I'm sorry. I'm not familiar with Warhammer at all. Uh, does it include car orc driving cars? Yeah, they got like Mad Max vehicles and shit, you know, like big, big, heavy scrap metal contraptions. Yeah. There's like a, there's a bit of war. I, I don't remember where the hell I learned this because I've never played anything but like the Vermintide games, which is pretty not standard Warhammer. But I remember reading that there's like a, a, a canonical encounter where a bunch of space marines had run out of ammunition. But they realized that if the orcs thought it was true, it would happen. And so they just started yelling bang, bang and like <laughs> aiming their guns. And the orcs just started <laughs> dropping, like just getting shot by invisible bullets. I've just got to say, if it's space marines, that's Warhammer 40k, not yeah. Warhammer. Yeah. Which I Is think it? are two different things. Well, I mean, not, the, not I feel different like the orcs things. are in, in. I think the, the orcs are in both, but I'm yeah. just saying I would I would not have been so surprised about the car. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that's the confusion. Okay, yeah. this uh, this makes more sense. But yeah, very um, very. If you think it, <laughs> make it so. This this paint pigment here, it could be a product of like some of the the slave slaveholder stuff they're doing. I don't think that they're necessarily making a plantation of giants ochre, but uh, it could be that they've enslaved like a gnome and they're making him come up with new inventions for them and things like that. 
uh, make the little man make stuff. And like one of the things he's created is this giant's ochre. And if they get to his lab in the liberation effort, you know, he's able to deck them out with some stuff, including mm. some of this giant's ochre. Um, what do you think the orcs are using the slaves for? Do you think they have a goal in mind for where they're at? Maybe it's not like traditional, what you would imagine where it's like a plantation type thing. Maybe they're enslaving people like a gnome that knows a lot of things and they're like, make us more things. <laughs> Maybe it's a, you know, ah, they've kidnapped a leather worker, so they just make him continue to make leather. They've kidnapped a uh, enough pieces of a functioning society that they've mm. formed one cohesive village that when the orcs are gone, they'll just kind of hang out there because, <laughs> you know, this works. This would all be great if it weren't for the damn orcs whipping me every day. <laughs> yeah, we could, we could go with that, that they've, they've more or less organized. They're like a nomadic thing, but they've gathered up this cabal uh, that like functions as the all of the aspects of their society that they can't they have not mastered and they have not developed on their own what um, if um just because i find this funny uh it's like the orcs have heard um stories of the way that other i i if we're going with nomadic stuff they're probably more primitive they've heard stories of how you know uh these other societies run things and they're like oh yeah we should do things like that and so but they don't know how to do any of the things so it's just whenever they come across someone who does and do you think they've got like their most limited understanding of a mock government and like all they've got to go off so so they've all of the ones in charge of course are going to be the orcs they're not going to mm. you know kidnap someone and say you're the king for us they want to be the king now alternatively they do that, but they don't really know what king means, and it's just a guy that has to wear a <laughs> crown all day. But I, I'm wondering if they've got, like, an advisor, like, they've kidnapped a, a court advisor, and they just keep, like, double-checking with him that this is how the court works, but he's too afraid to say no on anything. <laughs> so they've more or less just got a, a formal witness for this horrible mock government that they've started. <laughs> <laughs> this just feels like the funniest shit to like walk in on and listen to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe, so, maybe that's maybe that's how you uh maybe that's what you do with the mimic armor. You convince them one of you, maybe the bard, maybe the barbarian or the fighter convinces these orcs that you're a blacksmith. This is assuming that you get the mimic armor and don't put it on and lose your torso, of course. Um uh -huh. you convince whoever's in charge you're like hey i'm a blacksmith and they're like we not have one of those uh and you, <laughs> i don't know i don't know why they speak a broken english you hand up the uh armor and you're like just made this for you guy i had a stroke when saying that uh but then the head orc puts it on and then the head orc loses their torso the head orc just becomes a head arms and legs orc they're like oh no now i'm just a head arms and legs you've gotten me i'm freeing all of the slaves then and then his head and limbs and his other orcs go off into the sunset <laughs> defeated rumpelstiltskin style by one little trick my my one weakness was putting on armor that eats my torso I also love the idea of having a kidnapped civilian who's forced to be the king, but the orcs decide he's not doing a good enough job wearing the pointy hat, so they kill him, and then one of the orcs <laughs> plays king for the 
rest of the session. Maybe that's <sighs> your introduction to their to things being weird here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That that actually sets a really good tone. Um, yeah, we got a minotaur is the thing. What, I'm realizing what, that we've done like the uh, the goblins from runescape like one of the first goblin quests where they're just <laughs> arguing with each other over which uh version of uh goblin male looks better <laughs> what what's the minotaur's gig why was he in this camp uh he was a banker they heard that minotaurs guard things <laughs> and he's the banker but they don't have money so he's just kind of guarding th- <laughs> it's just people walking up to him and giving th- giving him things and then being like okay he's, now i want it back he's a lawyer <laughs> he, was, he, he navigated the labyrinth of bureaucratic red tape. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's good though. I I like that. <laughs> and he he broke loose, so he's going to accompany you. Um, perfect, perfect. All that's left then, I think, is to name this one. Mm. Hmm. How about hmm. Orktropolis? All right. I mean. <laughs> We don't have any other ideas, so that works for me. Like, welcome to Orkburg. I don't know. <laughs> an orc problem in Orksville. Thank you, folks, for listening to One Shot, One Quill. Uh, we want to thank, of course, everybody that has rated and reviewed us on iTunes. Uh, that greatly helps us out, as well as Spotify, if you can get to either one of those. Uh, we do appreciate that. We also want to thank uh, our composer for our theme song ben yeah um that would be morgan the bard and our theme song is alataverto gulier off the album lost in time it's on the internet ben how can people submit items and suggestions to us um they can do that by contacting us on twitter at dnd pod that is at dnd pod uh dm tag whatever don't we'll see it I was going to say don't matter, but that's not correct grammar. Ben, I'm wondering if if you've got some orc in you now, because now you're speaking broken English. Me do have. Yes. Me do have. Yes. That's the podcast. (laughs) 